you gotta stretch it out, man. You, you've got all of this 24 hours of gaming that you're gonna be doing. You've got to be in good physical condition. All right, I'm setting my timer. We're gonna, we're gonna go, because I'm gonna time you on this. All right, ready, set, go. Why am I running? I'm playing a video game. This doesn't make any sense. Medic, help me. Donate now at ShockyPlays.com for the kids. Hey guys, this week on AwesomeCast, we uh, talk about Tech Cocktail and all the fancy new companies and all that. So much more AwesomeCast. Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at SliceOnBroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Hey guys, welcome to the Awesome Cast 196. We're ready to get Geeky Talk Tech here. Uh, coming from Pittsburgh, PA, I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitters. With me in the studio, it's the Dutters. Hi guys. At K Dutters on the Twitters. How are you doing? Good. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. Missed you guys. <laughs> here. Uh, also join us remotely again, because once again, you guys cannot be in the same place mm -hmm. at the same time, is the Chilla. John Chichilla joining us uh, remotely here. Oh, I can't see when I'm on. Hey, what's up? Oh, hey. Hey, uh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, we don't have that thing. It's a Mac. Uh, how you doing, sir? Not too bad. How are you doing this week? All right, all right. And also back with us uh, from the great blog, like I mentioned on Twitter, My Brilliant Mistakes and BigBigDesign.com, Cynthia Klosky joining us again. How you doing? Great, thank you. Happy to be here. Awesome. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. It uh, looks like the... Looks like a lot, a big variety of stuff for our awesome things of the week, and we'll get right into that. Now, of course, if you want to uh, follow us, we're over at awesomecast.com. Um, you can also join us here live at live.sorgatronmedia.com, or just go to any of the sites there, and there's links for the live feed. Uh, you can join us here at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, more or less, uh, every Tuesday. And you can also follow us on Twitter at AwesomeCast. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Google+. Plus. You can comment on the show what you think about some of the stories that we cover. Uh, suggest any stories that uh, we should talk about. I think I actually have a couple here in a rundown from Twitter this week, or at least emails. And you can email us at AwesomeCast at SorgatronMedia.com. And you can find us on audio and video form over on iTunes, Roku, Blip TV, YouTube, Stitcher, and Spreaker. Uh, please leave comments and uh, share anytime you can. Um, I'm trying to practice what I preach, guys. I've been sharing stuff like new shows, uh, really compelling shows uh, over the last week. Um, and I really hope you guys return the favor and let more people know about what we're doing over here, uh, representing uh, the Steel City and you know some of the flyover states with the tech news. Uh, so let's get started with our awesome things of the week. Who wants to go first? Nobody. Nobody wants to go first. Nobody wants to go first. Katie, what, what, what's yours? Hi. 
Uh, big news today. We finally got a cast for Star Wars Episode 7. Yay! We will see some uh, familiar faces with this. Um, Harrison Ford, obviously. Carrie Fisher. Mark Hamill. Anthony Daniels. Peter Mayhew. And uh, Kenny Baker. All back. No Lando. No Lando. No Billy D. Yeah. That's no fun. Mm-hmm. You've lost no Billy D. Forty-five. But there is a bonus. There are no prequels guys coming back either. <laughs> Thank goodness. Bonus. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, but there are a bunch of people, new people coming in, and they think the main villain is going to be Adam Driver. He's from Girls. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever caught that show, he's from Girls. But there's a, a handful of people. Uh, the only other really notable name is um, Andy Serkis. He was uh, Gollum in Lord of the Rings. He's going to be a character. And I think those are pretty much the main well, guys. Max, Max von Sydow, he's, isn't he? He's a, a big deal. Is right? Max von Sydow, wasn't he? Oh, Exorcist. No. Oh. Yes. Um, and there was, I know Chachi was asking, when we, were, we talked about this briefly on uh, on Movie Minute earlier, and about Peter Mayhew, how he was doing Chewy because he's been in a wheelchair last mm -hmm. we knew. Um, I imagine he's just doing a voice. They're probably just getting somebody else to be, be mm -hmm. Chewy. We're only going to see yes. Chewy. Yeah, he has a lot of physical, I mean, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter or check out his blog at all, but he, um, I mean, he's a tall, he's basically a giant guy. And so everybody is a giant, has um, bone and joint trouble. Mm -hmm. um, as as their life goes on, so you're probably right. He's just going to be more of a voice. Yep, yep. So, oh, oh. and this, these are due in 2016. Uh, no, um, December 18th, 2015. Jesus, right around the yep. Yeah, they, I think they said in that article they're beginning filming like within the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. One thing, the one thing that bummed me out was I've read a lot of the the books, which actually all books have to then be approved by Lucasfilm. Um to follow the the canon of star wars um they're actually disney has decided that they're just going to restart all of the stories that took place afterwards and and i'm not talking like ah there's like seven books or ten books no there there's hundreds of books um i've, I've spent a lot of time continuing the star wars stories past the movies through those books and now they're pretty much saying yeah we're we're gonna reboot all that yeah but you know i i, I kind of have a similar issue because um like star trek we really just kind of rebooted star trek right i guess it's a little but, different because they actually explain it away with time travel but um but i i, I think I think it is sort of familiar because it's like, okay, I can safely throw away everything. This happens in this pocket universe of, and maybe as a Star Wars fan, you can say, okay, this happened in Lucas's version of Star Wars. So I can look at all that as a one entity story. And now this is just a new one. Right? Yeah, but they're really not approaching it from that perspective. If they were to say that or try to do something that, that followed along with that, mm -hmm. and if they wouldn't have forced all of those writers through all of the approval processes and made them... Anyone could write a Star Wars book and it could follow its own story. I mean, Lucas went to great lengths to create a ginormous database that you had to track characters through all the books. You had to check characters in and out as you used them. Oh, wow. I mean, it was, it was a very intense way of doing things, but the one thing it did is it made all of those books fit together. And now you've pretty much said, yeah, oh, wow. 
here's a new story. And I understand what they're doing with Star Trek, but like at least they kind of explained. They gave an explanation in the movie line as to how it how it restarted mm-hmm. with the whole time travel thing. And with this, they're just pretty much saying we're abandoning everything that we created and took forward, and we're just gonna gonna kind of start over and. and the, the Star Wars universe <clears throat> isn't like it just has a handful of fans. Eh, they got a couple. <laughs> they got a couple. Here and there. A little bit. It's a couple. Um, I don't know. Looking forward to it. I, 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 so there's, they're filming, so you know a lot of details are going to start pouring out mm-hmm. on this thing. I think it was Abu Dhabi. They're going to film in Abu Dhabi? Mm-hmm. What? No, not, not normal. Not normal. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, well, my awesome thing of the week, I actually just kind of, I just stumbled on this, uh, before recording some of the shows today. Um, you guys aware of Humble Bundle? Um, typically, uh, they're a charity kind of organization, uh, where you pay what you want for a bundle of games. Uh, a lot of times they're PC games that you can get the Steam keys or sometimes they're Android games. They've, uh, experimented in eBooks and Audible books and, uh, a few other ventures, audio in general, uh, soundtracks and stuff like that. Now they have a new humble bundle for comic books, and a pretty, pretty nice. It's with Image Comics, um, who's generally the biggest uh, number, you know, uh, independent uh, uh, bookmaker out there. Um, Walking Dead is included if you pay fifteen dollars to unlock, um, but. You also have uh, Lazarus, Fatal, East of West, uh, Morning Glories I've heard of, Saga I've heard a lot of great things about, Revival, Revival and Chew. Um, so if you're kind of maybe heard of these and maybe haven't dived into them, um, they're all volume one. So I think these are actually the you know first trade paperback collections in a lot of these cases. Um, so and right now, if you pay over the uh, $8.97 at, at the time of this recording, um, average, uh, you'll, you'll pick up those, the Saga Revival and Chew uh, Volume 1s as well. Uh, I, I got to uh, peek into it real quick. Uh, it, they give you like five different formats. There's like there's PDF, there's EPUB, there's uh, CBZ, uh, there's another comic book format. Um, so, so it's however you want to check these out. Me, I'm probably just going to drop PDFs into my Dropbox and, and read them that way on my iPad. Um, so go check that out. It's uh, humblebundle.com. And uh, if you sign up for the, their newsletters, they're they're always doing stuff. And they also do like weekly sales and they have their store for a bunch of discounts on, on stuff on there too. Um, uh, in, oh, in this case, this is usually a different cause. Like uh, before with the game ones, it's been um, um, like children's hospitals for video games. I think I think part of Child's Play is what they originally did, did it with. Uh, this is supporting the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund. So, um, re- which I think they help a lot of independents as far as, uh, you know, trademark, copyright uh, help and, and, and stuff like that. So, uh, good cause there. If you dig comic books, if you dig independent comic books and want to help out and contribute to something, uh, that's a pretty good cause in the industry. Uh, go check that out. It, it's kind of like the, the EFF of comic books, I think. The Electronic Frontier Foundation, which um, a lot of times... Uh, kind of defends our rights as internet users for instance um you'll you'll hear them kind of go to bat when weird stuff is happening with the fcc i think you're going to hear a lot from them here very very soon with some of the news that's coming out so awesome uh city what do you got 
Well, I don't know how many Shaun of the Dead fans there are among the <laughs> listeners. I'm counting on there being at least a few. I myself, that's one of my, I think, probably top five favorite films, maybe maybe even higher than that. Anyway, so if you are a fan of Shaun of the Dead, you are in luck because you can buy the Winchester and live there, or at least in a, uh, a condo inside it. The Winchester is the bar, the pub in, featured in Shaun of the Dead. And so the idea is actually the the filming, of course, didn't happen in this building. This is all, it's just the exteriors of it were used. But the downstairs part, which had at one time been a pub, that's the building right there, is um, converted into some uh, two bedroom, one bath uh, uh, unit and uh, has a little tiny garden in the back. It looks delightful, if a little bit bland, <laughs> um, except for the wallpaper is kind of crazy. And uh, you can live there and be a happy person. Awesome, awesome. You think you think a fanboy is gonna like at least maybe an area fanboy is gonna be picking this up? It's going to have to be a fanboy with a fair amount of money. I don't know exactly what the conversion uh, is there for the for the pound. How many? How who can convert pounds to dollars it's, really fast? It's like point six five pounds is a dollar. So you're it's it's almost like fifty, close to fifty. Like yeah, I'm. It's not the other way around. Sixty-five thought, cents on the dollar. I thought, yeah, I thought what it was three hundred sixty thousand um, more dollars, more pounds dollars. per dollar, that kind of a thing. Yeah. <clears throat> one thousand British pounds equals one thousand six hundred eighty-three United States dollars and ten cents. So this is not this place. Yeah. Is, it's not going to be. It's not going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, and they just uh, completed their run of those movies too with that uh, at World's End, right? Yeah, uh, this this past uh, or last last summer was the. I mean, it was a, a, a ad hoc uh, trilogy. It wasn't really intended as a trilogy in the first place. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the Cornetto trilogy um, completed, uh, and so I think at this point most of the locations in uh, the first movie are are something else now. They're all different, and also in space, the TV show that they did. Awesome, awesome, Chilla. What do you got? There's a new Firefox. So Firefox twenty nine launched today, and they actually redid their entire interface across all platforms. Um, it's pretty impressive looking, and it actually will remind you a lot of Chrome. Um, they've gone, they've kind of gotten rid of their a lot of their their menu bar, and they've gone to that little three lines in the upper, and they've moved it to the right hand side. It's it's very 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 close to Chrome. Um, in fact, close enough if I can find a way to synchronize bookmarks um, to my iOS devices easily from a Mac, because they make a tool for Windows but not for Mac. Okay. Um, I might be making the move back after my complete and utter frustrations with Chrome over the last few months. Yeah, it does look really close. Uh, I, I know, like, you know... I still use Firefox exclusively for uh, a certain plugin to grab like videos off of YouTube when I need it for certain mm-hmm. edit- editing projects. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, it, wow, that's pretty cool. They're showing a. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was distracted by one of the things they're showing off. But it always feels like kind of clunky to me whenever I loaded it up. And yeah, this looks looks a lot smoother. So I'm hoping uh, is that an auto- I forget is Firefox auto update on the on Mac. Yes, they do. So next time I open it up, probably tonight when I go to edit these videos, uh, it'll it'll probably do that for me. 
it should it should update if you want to force it so it does a check-in mm-hmm. every so often if you want to force it just go to open up firefox and go up to the firefox thing and say about about firefox and the about screen will come up and it'll just start updating it'll force the check-in awesome Awesome. Go check that out. Get your Firefox updated. What's there? Here's a curious uh, on-the-spot poll. What are you guys using? I'm still using, for the most part, Chrome. I even have it on my Apple devices myself. That's the one thing that led me to Chrome. Was I heavily? Re- I was actually on the move to Safari mm-hmm. on the Mac. Um, the problem I had with Safari on the Mac was then. Um, if I went to a Windows device, there is no Safari browser, so that consistent use and synchronization of everything kind of led me astray. And then, you know, I said, oh, I'll move to Chrome. But most of the bookmarking I do, I've actually kind of I do it in Safari, and I continue to use Safari on the iOS devices. So I don't know. I, I've honestly kind of stopped bookmarking things, and I've kind of just started to use Pocket. Mm-hmm. And I just email everything to myself using the pocket email. And then it shows up in my pocket. And that's kind of my new way to bookmark. I, I, um, for me, that's the main thing. is it, I'm not as crazy about plugins as I am about synchronized bookmarks. Mm-hmm. The one thing I would say going forward is if we, we covered last week Chrome having the Chrome remote desktop. If they made an app for iOS that did the remote desktop, I would probably give up and just feed into Chrome. But I've had so many problems. I, I know app the, the Mac platform isn't their primary platform to worry about developing for, but the fact that it's still 32-bit and it is kludgy. And it shows. And I know I, I really just kind of put up with the kludginess just to have the synchronized everything everywhere. And just kind mm-hmm. of staying with that. Uh, what are you using, Dutters? Uh, I go between Chrome and Safari. Okay. Um, Chrome because most of my Google things and the add-ons. And then Safari, I kind of run into trouble with um, academic websites. Um, some of the ones run better on uh, Safari versus the Chrome. I think every browser will run into that somewhere mm-hmm. or another. So. Yeah, I just switch between the two. Most of my bookmarks are in Chrome, though. Mm-hmm. What about you, Cindy? I use Chrome pretty much all the time. I just I got used to their um, inspector, and so I mm-hmm. am kind of happy with it. Um, but I run into that problem too, where certain sites like Stamps.com doesn't work on Chrome, so I, I use Safari for that. I actually have a problem on my own site when we do digital downloads on SorgatronMedia.com. Um, in my testing, at least on the Mac side, I and I put it on every email that goes out and say, hey. If you're having a problem, Chrome in our test has not worked. Please use a different browser. Um, and only rarely do I get a "Hey, it's not downloading." You know, usually it's attempts and it's a bigger file, and I have to say, you know, open it up for more attempts or something like that. Um, except for this weird email I got from Germany one time, I had to walk them through the process. That was that was odd. Um, awesome. So we have an app of the week. Yes, we do, and I think you'll find this one very interesting. Okay. Woo! It's called a uh, Tagly. And essentially, it allows you to put your name, um, the date, a timestamp, and a water stamp and a logo on your photos. 
So essentially, if you're taking photos, um, they, the one of the reasons they suggest this were for reporters that um, are sending out pictures from the scene and they're getting retweeted and retweeted very quickly, you can automatically stamp your photos with your information. So it's not just like somebody sending out your picture and you're not getting any credit for it. This also works great for businesses to get their name out there along with their photos. Which I think it's a pretty. So it just adds a bit of a watermark to everything. Mm -hmm. And if, if you scroll down to the bottom, you can see that at the bottom of the pic. Well, my head's in the way. Sorry. Um, it'll show. Uh, it has the name and um, any sort of like if you want to put your website on. So the like photo. up here in the corner, like I could put like a Sorgatron media photo on like mm -hmm. everything we take, mm -hmm. which that would be cool for like you know, for instance, we were just at TEDx Grand mm -hmm. Avenue. Thank you for the ticket. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. Oh, Let's get there. Um, and it would have been cool to be like, you know, hey, let's just throw a Sorgatron Media mm -hmm. tag on, on the corner of it or something and just brand that stuff. You know, that that'd be, I kind of like that idea. It's really nifty. That it, is nice. It's I mean, free. more and more you're seeing that people need, people need um, pictures and things on Twitter and Facebook mm -hmm. to make anyone even open your link at all. So that's mm -hmm. awesome. Can it's you do an image instead of just text? You could put like it looks like a watermark, so a logo of some sort. You could okay. put on the photo. Yeah, the sampler looking looks looks like like you know like a CNN kind of logo or something. So it's not just Is your... that was in the upper right hand corner. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. Hold on, I'll pull it up again. You you can barely see it on this here. Mm -hmm. I can't. I don't. Well, think I'm, I have I have the page open too. I just couldn't tell if that water the red TNW was the watermark or if it was like his name and there was something under that text. Yeah, it was kind of small, but cool. You can also do it retroactively on photos you've already taken. So if you want to put those out there. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's, and it's T-A-G-G dot L-Y. I just made a... Well, actually, if you if you misspell it, it does come up. So it's free, and I'm what, installing it right now. What's going to happen that? when Libya decides to take back that... Um, oh, man, we are so screwed. <laughs> It's going to be so mad. Because it's everything, right? I mean, we got Bitly, Owly, mm -hmm. the, which was Hootsuite's shortener. Um, yeah. Does, does, does Libya benefit from all this traffic-wise somehow? I, I, I can't think they do. Do they get some money from the registration fees? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, side note, do you guys see they just opened a dot .London? No. So you have to be a resident of London, obviously, uh, you know, to use it. So I, I can you fake it? What if you have a post office box? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a post office box. That boxes. is now my new goal in life is to have a Cynthia Klosky that London. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we know some people over there. We can ask some questions of them. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll connect you. We'll we'll connect you after the show here on Facebook. So. That is going to be the biggest thing in my life. <laughs> New new life goals. Awesome. All right. And we got some other stuff here. Uh, like I said, we had a bit of interactions. Um, first of all, AJ, who's been on the show, AJ Kuftik, at AJ Kuftik online, uh, led us to Skype's update. And, of course, we're using Hangout on here. We pretty much moved all over. Skype doesn't even work with my video adapters, so you guys can see back. Or, I'm sorry, Chili, you're on a Mac. It just doesn't work at all. Um, but uh, it looks like Skype's stepping up and um, releasing uh, group calls on your desktop and Xbox One, by the way, uh, for free. Now, this was something we experienced early on before we decided to put everybody on a separate computer here. Uh, this was how we brought multiple people into the shows for the video version. Um, 
and it was in a beta at the time, and then it became part of the Skype Premium. Uh, so interesting that they're opening this up again after all these years. You, you guys think they're feel, feeling the pressure from uh, Google on this one? Uh, yeah, I definitely think they're feeling the pressure, and it's interesting that they released it for Windows, Mac, and Xbox One, and then it's they, they said it'll be coming soon in an update for iOS and Android devices. So I look forward to that as well. I'll be interested to see how that displays on a phone. Mm -hmm. um, it'll be an interesting use case. I've, I've enjoyed using Skype more than I've enjoyed using Hangout, honestly. Um, but I have limited, and this is the only thing I really use. I used Hangout, I guess, at Christmas time with some family. But I, I just feel like the Skype interface was always a little nicer and didn't constantly change. But, but to your point, I think in, in the in the concept of is this an answer back to Google? I mean, when you look at all of our show notes, it seems like there's a there's a storm of brewing, and there's going to be a war over a ton of hardware, software, and people are 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 making changes to their models, whether it's Apple, Microsoft, or Google, to then in, in turn try to take over more market share. Mm -hmm. Anybody else have, what do you guys think? You guys are mostly using Google Hangouts, right? right. Uh, yeah, I, I primarily use Google Hangouts for either video or chat or projects. Mm -hmm. it, it seems easier, well, obviously for the group stuff. Mm -hmm. It's been like kind of the way to go. What about you, Cindy? I've been using, um, for client work, I've been using GoToMeeting for a long time, but mm -hmm. I have just recently stopped just because after all this time, you know, $50 a month, seems like a lot when there are all these alternatives um, and, you know, also paying for a Skype number and all these other things. So uh, there's definitely a need for something simpler. I mean, I've been using for just screen sharing, join me. Um, and I have found that to be flakier than go to meeting, but um, not, you know, not $50 worth <laughs> go to meeting, not $50 a month better. You know what I mean? So um, I think that the storms of brewing is a really good analysis. This is this seems like this is going to be a whole different thing even later this year. And I think I think even like Hangouts still beats it out because this integration with other apps, like the you know we talked about the remote control with Chrome, but the remote control via Hangout I think is invaluable too. Mm -hmm. I was just randomly showing that to somebody. I was like, oh hey look, you know I hit this button and you approve it. Go and approve it. Like oh look, I'm on your computer. You know, Here, like that. here's the problem I have with that in in the enterprise. Yeah, of course. You have to have a Gmail account to use Hangout. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's that where exactly I think the, the enterprise kind of, while, while they're missing out, I think Google needs to come up with a better model for leveraging. And I know they want you on the Gmail account so they can then grab data and sell you stuff cross-platform, um, across their platforms like Hangout Plus, Docs, every, like the whole their Gmail, everything. Um, but I, I just don't see the enter, large scale enterprises today adopting a cloud methodology, putting all their mail and data in the cloud, especially in regulated environments. And then that, I think it's just limiting when I, even when I looked at the Android device for the first time, you guys thinking my mom and my, my grandfather, like people like that are still using, and I, I've told them to move away from it, but they're still using their ISP email as their primary email, yeah. they're, they're, or they're using corporate email addresses, and it, it just, 
Google needs to come up with a better way, like Apple did with iTunes. I can use any email address as my iTunes account. Mm -hmm. uh, Cindy, tell me, what is, uh, what is the difference with, with GoToMeeting? Like, what is the advantage? Obviously, not $50 worth in comparison to how you were using it, but what, what do you get for that? I never understood what the appeal was. It, um, it's easier to, well, first of all, the interface doesn't change all the time, which is nice, but is it nice. seems I have found it more reliable for doing screen sharing and video with clients. The one trouble is making sure they're using the right audio. And I've had a lot of feedback issues because a client will have two kinds of audio running at the same time. But um, as far as like helping someone who is not savvy, get, get on the computer with you and share things with you. It has been so far the simplest of the, and I've tried a lot of different things. It's been the simplest one. Awesome, awesome. Um, we got another uh, another contributed one from Alex Cars. It's been uh, from all the way over there in Long Beach. Uh, Raspberry Pi modded into a hundred and sixty dollars cell phone. There it is. It looks uh, looks a little funky. I don't know if I'm <laughs> putting that in my pocket. A lot of exposed circuit board there. <laughs> uh, we have a little bit of video to go along with this, of course. Um, Chilla, is this your, the, the most interesting Raspberry Pi device you've seen? I saw I saw another use for Raspberry Pi, and I can't remember if we covered it in this show or we covered it somewhere else. It had something to do, I think, with a media server and some other stuff. Well, the one the the media thing last week was their their demo was on. A raspberry it was pie. on raspberry that's where we saw it yeah see i think that's a little more interesting as a use i mean this is a cool concept but like you said the raspberry pi isn't a very thin device mm -hmm. it's a it's a neat idea if you can it's take held it together by by zip ties i don't know if you can see there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I, but i look at it as when you see a lot of the raspberry pi devices they then take the raspberry pi device and put it in an enclosure mm -hmm. so the raspberry pi is still in there the Raspberry Pi by default would have to be redesigned. The circuit board would have to be redesigned to make this something real. Whereas that the company we talked about last week, you could take the Raspberry Pi in an average enclosure. I mean, a lot of people with 3D printers now are, are making all kinds of unique enclosures for Raspberry Pi. Um, and as, as a follow-up to last week too, I actually uh, spoke with that Amplified company this oh. afternoon. They were they were a joy to talk to. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh good. So is it is you know, a little more clear I'm what sorry. what they do? <laughs> so so they're actually in what they're calling an alpha state. Okay. Um, they do they do have an app com completed. They're they're using a lot of the things they're learning through that their alpha, and what they what they're doing is is it's kind of a grassroots movement per se for employees at at, at companies to, um. You know, say what they like about what they're doing, what they don't like about what they're doing. Um, managers have access to that. They can, then managers can kind of give clear points of view and, and, and state, you know, their expectations. I could see this de definitely being used, in, especially in, in companies today where you have your employees spread out everywhere. Um, you can then provide feedback. Um, to management and score your kind of employee experience. So it gets employees actually engaged with what's going on at the corporate level. One of the other interesting things that they've, they've, been, they've recently added is when you fill out your profile, like I would put in my profile mobility, it will then go out 
and send me feeds of news as it relates to mobility in the enterprise, as well as mobility information from within the company. So, so it's all about getting your employees engaged and, and wanting to do what they're doing versus, you know, mandating, go do this, this go do task one, two, and three. It, there's a lot more, it's a lot more about feedback and, and trying to get your employees happy because a happy employee will work harder kind of thing. Nice. Last week we said, what was it, like 300, $300 million or $300 billion are lost every year because employees aren't engaged. Cindy, you're saying something? Oh, I was going to change the topic. I don't want to change it too fast. Oh, okay. It's fascinating. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say the Raspberry Pi thing, it's too bad burn notice is gone because they could have used that as a story. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, they, could, they could have had some fun with that. Uh, I'm also getting yelled at in the chat room that we shouldn't be showing exposed uh, uh, circuit boards because there are children <laughs> watching, potentially. So kids don't try this at home. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's how you get in trouble. Um, and we got one more. Actually, Doug, Doug Durda, uh, who's been on the show here before uh, on Twitter, uh, was sharing a pretty cool Chrome uh, extension, uh, video stream for Chromecast. Uh, according to what it has here on the site, uh, play your own local videos on your Chromecast from your PC. Sub subtitles supported. Um, I also like this note to self while coding tirelessly at 4 a.m. Please remember that nine milliseconds is not nine seconds. Uh, but yeah, so basically, yeah, you can uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, stream things directly, basically anything from your computer. Uh, he said he was going to test it out. I have not had a chance myself, but something to check out. Just vid stream. I'm sorry, video stream for Google Chromecast. And you'll find it uh, in the extension store. So if any of you guys uh, check that out, let us know your results. Uh, but it's really opening up as far as Chromecast goes. I know I'm seeing a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, we talked about the photo wall a few weeks ago. I, I just randomly downloaded anything that had Chromecast in the description to my phone, and I want to kind of experiment with them. Uh, some other kind of games seem to be popping up too, like kind of like the Cards Against Humanity uh, kind of stuff that we've been talking about before on, on you know, over on ba Boss Battle. So uh, pretty cool how it's opened up. Do I need to, here's the question that, I, and I'm definitely interested in this because I've been looking at when I get my next Mac mini, the current Mac mini is going to be a media server for the house. Mm -hmm. um, do I have to initiate the play from the device? Because like Plex, so let's use Plex as the example that, that, that Dirty used. Yeah. I can open the Plex app and I can see all my media, and then I can select it and stream it yeah, up it, on, on Chromecast. With this, do I have to actually be at the PC, or can I kind of queue it up from a mobile device? That's what I'm wondering. Uh, I'm guessing you can queue it from the mobile, because well, what, because you need a mobile app then, right? I think you have to have the laptop handy or, or, or something. like. I, I think it's maybe looking at it's on your laptop, you're sitting there, and you initiate. Um, so maybe you can't hide it away. a laptop or, well, or a device. Although I mean, he says it, it is streaming any me media off my laptop without the need of a media server, smokes Plex so far. So, I mean, it's something that could be just for somebody that has, a, you know, hey, I have this file. I downloaded, um, I forget, Chachi, if you're in the chat room, this movie 
uh, this documentary, uh, I think it was called Color of Dreams last night. No, no, I'm thinking something else from Trotchy Plays. Uh, but I downloaded this thing. And I was like, okay, now how am I going to watch it? I can't just push it to something, right? But if I, you know, I downloaded it to my laptop anyways, uh, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, hey, I can send this to the TV. Boom. You know, I, I think that's more, I don't know if it's complete media server replacement. Um, mm-hmm. But again, you know, test it. Let us know. Definitely. See what, what capabilities they gave it. So, um, with that, and again, please let us know anything you think is cool, awesome during the week at AwesomeCast on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, on Google+. Uh, so now we need to give a shout out to our buddies over at Slice on Broadway. And <laughs> Katie's motioning towards the pizza over there. What happened here? Did your camera move or something? How did you get over there? I don't know. <laughs> what happened? Um, <laughs> yes, recenter yourself. Uh, but no, Slice on Broadway, they are they are responsible for us having uh, more hosts in the studio. Uh, last week on Boss Battle, we had Malengo stop in unannounced. I'm expecting to call him on Google Hangout. But he's like, oh, you got pizza down here. I was like, yes, that's what it's for, to help you guys out. Why are you raising your hand? On Boss Battle? No, uh, Movie Minute. Thank you. Too many shows. Too many shows. Malengo showed up to a podcast he's not the host of just because there was pizza here. Uh, Sure. Um, and we were actually down there for lunch today, so we're going to get sliced out here. And we might have something cool we're working on here in the future because uh, we got a bit of a big number podcast coming up at 200. It might want to do something interesting. And, uh, and show it off. Show it off. Yeah, now, now we, we simply get the wonderful pepperoni pizza here. But these guys are really awesome with, um, with specialties. <laughs> <laughs> there you go there's your product <laughs> shot right there <laughs> go them out go check them out sliceonbroadway.com uh and they got a new location coming up uh down in carnegie uh if you're here in the south of pittsburgh um they, they they're really cool people and they they do uh really awesome pizza uh so go check them out and you can watch the trains go by mm-hmm. as you as you eat your pizza which is the, the trolleys up here in beachview so go check them out. Uh, so with that, we have well some news and stuff, I guess, from the week. Um, I put this one in here, and I realized this is the perfect week to book something that's potentially sexist. Um, mm, potentially? Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey, this is perfect. So I can get your opinion on this. So they brought this up. It's called um, CodeBabes.com. And apparently... Follow me on this one. As you go through uh, and learn code, they will actually take off more clothes. I don't think they get naked, but that's the basic idea here on Code Babes. Um, Is it free? I, I'm pretty sure you have to sign up, and and and, and there's I, this. This isn't free. No way, this is free. Um, look at that production well, I'll value. Well, you know, because I'm signing up right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, well, we've talked about this before on the show, Cindy, about the, you know, kind of the gender gap when it comes to programming and and tech and science. Um, Mm -hmm. is this a big, big X against that? (laughs) Well, okay, look, here's the thing is I, I, um, I watched the first video or as much of it as I watched some of it. Um, and, and, you know, she's not undressing in this one. She's just sort of, uh, reading and talking, um, the girl that's, that's there that you just showed on the screen. My, actually, my biggest beef with it was that she didn't understand what she was talking about. And oh. the reason I know this is because she, the way that she read the sentences was like, not, 
like she would pause at the wrong verb. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it was okay. it just reading things from a teleprompter. I have absolutely no trouble uh, with whoever wants to read your instructions to you or how you want to learn whatever you learn. But I don't think you're actually going to learn very well if a person doesn't know what they're talking about. I don't know. Just me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love their, their, are you a PHP version, programming version, HTML version? Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, I mean, I know other people are going to have other, you know, more, um, you know, I like, I, I didn't go to a school that had gender studies in it, at least as far as I know. Uh, but, um, People will have larger, bigger arguments, but just from a learning perspective, I just mm -hmm. think that one will not focus. I don't know, just me. It, 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 it's got to be the naked news of HTML uh, uh, learning, I suppose. Um, it, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Chill, how's the sign up process going over there? So, no <laughs> lessons. Pick a course, get studying. So you can, it looks like the basics are free. Oh, no, they're not. <laughs> $6.69 per month. Oh, how oh. cute. How cute. If it was free, I was actually going to take, I haven't done CSS since CSS 1. And I was actually thinking, hmm, I'd be interested in seeing if I could follow along. But it's not free. Yeah, <laughs> I thought Browser it was worth bringing up. Closed. It's cool for some people. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think that the thing it, that I mean, it's there. The they they could have picked any topic at all to have people um, uh, film and talk about. They just they chose this because it would be such a hot button. You know, what I mean, it's just mm -hmm. troll bait, really. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's my that's my interpretation. Moving on. What do you think, Does Katie? Do you agree? <laughs> oh, yeah. Did oh, no, you react I... at all? Did, you, did it bother you at all? Did you care? <laughs> when I saw it, when he first pulled it up, I just laughed and put my hand on my face like, I can't believe this is what they're doing. Um, right. But no, I, th I think you're right. I think it is troll bait because it's 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 kind of cheesy. And, and, and if oh, you're it's super cheesy. <laughs> yeah, it's like... The definition. It's... If you look in Wikipedia under cheesy, this is it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely just looking for hits it's looking for someone to talk about it and there's probably some sort of art ulterior motive behind it that they're trying to get some sort of information from somebody they had, to put, they had to put a lot into it to put these videos together mm -hmm. at least so there's some, some sort of ulterior it's, motive it's the linda but they hired linda to do it yeah. um linda xxx yeah, linda xxx that's her aol screen name <laughs> wow <laughs> Hey, I want to talk about this one. I, I, I almost forgot that I, I had uh, brought this, uh, heard about this last week. Uh, Chilla, have you heard of the Googleplex? Yeah, so I, <clears throat> I heard about it, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not willing to try it. Yeah, that was my problem. Okay, so the idea behind <laughs> this, somebody figured out a way to, basically they hacked Siri, quote unquote. I'm using the quotations. Um, and uh, the idea is, you can make it do other things for them. They say they say we hack Siri to interface with Spotify, Nest, and other third-party apps. It's like an app store for Siri. Um, so yeah, that's apparently how it works. So now you can add other things to it. I, I kind of think of it in the way that when I add an app to my Google Glass, now I can say, you know, hey, you know, like Field Trip just got updated. Uh, for Google Glass, I can say explore my area and it'll pop up a field trip uh, application and, and that kind of stuff, right? So 
it's cool. We all want something to do this. Here's the problem. In order for this to work, and, and it's a it's a very easy setup, you have to, and, and see if you can follow me here. Don't do this on your phone over there, Dutters. Uh, on the iOS device, go to settings, Wi-Fi. You select the network, etc. Now scroll down, and this is where some of you are probably going to start cringing that know what this means. Uh, select auto under uh, HTTP proxy. Basically, you're going to point it to another uh, proxy server. So instead of Siri going to the Siri server, it's going to this server. Now you set this in your Wi-Fi settings. So if Siri is now talking to this other server, what else is talking to this other server that your phone is doing? It could be anything, right? It's, it's, right. It's pretty much doing a man-in-the-middle attack to grab all of the data leaving your phone. And then it parses it and based on keywords, then hands it off. But to your point, they're, they're, they're taking everything that you're doing. Yeah. Which is what makes me nervous. Yeah. Well, they've done it. It's a proof of concept. More, I mean, they do. They tell you. They say very, very clearly when you look at their little paper that, that this is a man in the middle attack. They just say it. They don't pretend yeah. that it's not. So, but they're doing it to prove that it could be done, um, and also to say they kind of say in there, eventually Apple will do something nicer. But until then, you could try this. You know. So I don't think that they mean they're, they're, this is not a, someone's business plan. Oh no! I definitely not. Oh, they're, they're, yeah. Unless they're scraping your credit card, <laughs> then it's a business mm -hmm. plan. They are just undergraduates, so who knows what kind of loans they've got? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, that was interesting. If you want to check it out, it's at uh, I believe the site is betterthansiri.com. So, um, have fun with that. Let me double check. Yes, betterthansiri.com. If you want to check that out, not recommended that you try it. Do but, not try this at home. Unless you... <laughs> Any kids still watching after the uh, the earlier bit with the Raspberry Pi? It's all about naked circuit boards and and Siri hacking. Man. And naked programming women. Mm -hmm. Yes. The show yes. is hot. This is, the, this is the raciest episode. No, no, no. this isn't the mm -hmm. raciest episode we've done. I remember the bra. Yeah. yeah. Ah, not safe for work. Not safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> what is this video going to do? Ah! Um... <laughs> Hey, let's tell me what's happening to Google Plus. Tell me how it's getting minus. Well, I mean, uh, this is all rumors at this point. Um, the uh, but what what is understood is that the um, I don't I'm, I'm gonna I can't really pronounce his name. I'm sure right, but Vic Gandotra, who um, was leading Google Plus, has left Google, and that when the person who's in charge of a big project like that leaves, it just let, leaves a lot of questions. And so it seems like even though Google says it isn't true that Google Plus is not uh, the strategy has not changed, it seems as though people um, on Teams are being repositioned to other Teams. So. I don't know. There's a there's a sh uh, big shuffle, and it's a, it's over a thousand people. It sounds like oh, are wow. you know potentially involved in this from the Google side, and then all of us who have been forced into using our Google Plus accounts to do YouTube or Hangouts like this or whatever. I don't know. It just kind of puts a lot of question marks out there. What I wonder is it could be it could not it could be not going away because one of the things that Android started doing in what was it 4.4 or 4.3 was when they started to rip 
the browser and a bunch of other components out of the core Android OS and make them apps in the app store and they have segregated developers to kind of build those widgets. So is, is Google plus just going to become a general Facebook type thing? And then all of the apps that sit on top of it, like photo and, and hangout, is it just going to be a plugin that's written by another group? I, I, I don't have the answer. You, you could speculate it both ways, like you said. Hmm. I, I don't see, I mean, I don't see a lot of, I go on Google Plus twice a week, um, but I don't see, I don't see a lot of content. Like the content, I'll be honest with you, the content I see, I really like, but there's not enough of it to get me to go there daily. And that's always the complaint is it seems to be like us geeks are the only ones there. Right. You know, um, which some of us geeks like, but, uh, but it really, it's still everywhere though. Right. Is, is it, is it because it's not going to be so centralized in the development side? Does that just mean that the pieces of it are just going to be spread out developmentally anyways? I mean, we're already getting Google voice is going to be wrapped into hangouts. Um, and it's just it just every it's just attached to everything. Places as hangouts. I mean, I, I think I think it's just gonna be the underlying infrastructure that the rest of Google is gonna be built anyways. Is that do they need that core team? Or I don't know. I I'm I'm still kinda of wrapping my head around this. Or like I'm scrolling through and, and, and maybe I'm crazy, but I'm scrolling through my Google Plus feed right now. Mm -hmm. And all I see is pictures. There's no like posting of like a status update per se. Everything but, is a picture. Well, but that depends a bit on who you follow. You yes. know, I mean, any, yeah. you can think of Twitter when Twitter first started out. It took me several months to even think about using it because I only knew, I didn't know that many people on it. I didn't really use it because there was nothing interesting. It's a, you know, chicken egg or bootstrapping type problem. And so if you happen to have started by following people that do pictures, then then you're there. I've got a couple people that post real posty things, and that, but they tend to be very heavy tech, like little essays. Um, um, but then I don't find myself going there when I think, oh, hey, I've got five minutes. So I think that it, I think there's still the potential for it to become a, a, a neat thing, but it would need, like Twitter had a couple big events happen, um, newsworthy events, and that's where Twitter always shines, where it was like, you know, um, uh, breaking news type stuff. And, mm -hmm. and that got enough people that built up a critical mass. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know what the critical mass event would be for a Google Plus to make it and if i did i would be a wealthier person than i am but you know it almost feels as though it just hasn't found its thing it seems like i i really think google plus is the place for a broader conversation that's not the quick hit thing that's not the checking with your family thing that facebook is um i think it's uh, you know i look at one guy one great guy to follow on here is mike elgin who has i think he forsake forsook his his blog and just started doing all of his posts on here um and 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 as far as like all you see is pictures remember that like there are might be bigger posts kind of hidden in there chilla because like I, and I and i just scrolled through I, I i was very careful i i scrolled through many many screen expansions mm -hmm. 
and I, I found two blurbs of text and I follow a hundred and seven. But even even if there's like just a blurb of text, like like one I have here from again, Mike Elgin um, is uh, you know, the story's a, a headlight for Google Glass and there's some pictures attached, but also it's hiding most of that text, too. I, I mean, I almost look, scroll through this and I look at it like it's Instagram. Mm hmm. I mean that's the that's the effect I get scrolling through. Now for Everyone me, I, else may get their own effect. I mean, I get you know it, it's definitely photos first when I when I look through all these, but there's also a lot of it's video, a lot of it's media. So uh, I don't know, and a lot of it's just kind of links onto other articles too, because I know when I'm sharing on stuff, it's it's just like Twitter or anything else. I, I give a little bit of my thought on something, and then I'm you know sharing the thing, you know, or I'm sharing you know something like you know, a comic book posting or something like that. Um, I, I think, I think that's it. It's, it's a more visual medium on, on here. Uh, but how can it, it be monetized? How can it be monetized? I'm feeding information into it. I'm plussing stuff all over the place. I'm logged in with Google off. Um, I think your, this leads to better ads in your Gmail and wherever else you get ads is the, in the long run. Eventually there will be ads on this thing. Um, how are they monetizing Hangouts? Look at Helpouts. Look at a right. No, I, exactly. I agree. I, 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 it was a, it was a, it was a random question just for plus mm -hmm. because they're gonna if they can't monetize it, they'll get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I so if you think it's gonna be ads in amongst your feed, I think I eventually yes. That. How long did it take for Facebook to get ads? Mm -hmm. How long did it take for Twitter to get ads? This is still a baby. This is a social media baby. And uh, maybe in the next two years, you will see the first ads. Uh, if nothing else, uh, one big thing is if I'm a brand, this came out a couple weeks ago. If I'm a brand, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm Pepsi and I make a post on Google Plus. So I already have the nice mix of my text, my brand text and my brand image already in there. You hit a button and now that's an ad. Now you you turn that into ad. So so maybe maybe less thinking of you know the ads coming at you it's you know a different stream you know mm -hmm. it's going to feed into these other ad revenues um there is one discussion about gmail and some people say like i hardly ever see ads in gmail and i say well you know what that's okay because we have all this information and we will better skew everything you do see everywhere else when you're logged in anyway so it works out in the end you were, you were saying something uh, one, it's the the Google Plus ads kind of remind me of the Instagram ads where they haven't quite gotten off the ground where they kind yes. of integrate. They they snuck a few Instagram ads in. If you've ever paid attention, there's here and there, but I have not seen anything since the months before when they said that they were going to introduce them. Okay. So I'm not quite sure if that's kind of was their little test run and whether or not that took off. And uh, just paying attention to the what's hot, just asking Google Plus, it gave one of the options is what hot what's hot. Everything that's in the what's what's hot is photos. So yeah. obviously, to get yourself noticed, you got to put the photos. Yeah, up and, that's, and that's the social media one on one of a lot of mm -hmm. these on Facebook. Fa mm -hmm. Notice Facebook turned everything in it into mm -hmm. if you have a photo, you're going to get pushed up in in front of more more people. Mm -hmm. um, so make sure you get that nice big, you know, pretty photo attached to it. So um, I I th I don't think Google Plus is in trouble or anything like that. They're too integrated into everything, you know. It could go the way of the wave. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I don't think you can pull the plug on this. This is like this is like when uh, Microsoft made uh, Internet Explorer part of Windows ninety eight, and you can't really yank that out of there. 
Um, this, this feels like the Internet Explorer of Google. Take that how you I would will. Say that is what they were trying to do. That's, I mean, that's definitely was the strategy. It has been the strategy with it. Yeah, you can't, you can't pull the plug on, on. You already just integrated and pissed off all those people on YouTube. You integrated in everything else. Places. Um, one thing I noticed with my brand and 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 Cindy, I don't know if you're you're working with any in this respect. People don't come to our Google Plus page in general, but people land on that places page. And as long as I'm feeding stuff in that Google Plus, when people do find me on that places page or in maps or something, now there's all this stuff. And they can I found the transition, the joining it, um, Google Plus with, with places to be much more annoying than vexing and, and really difficult to deal with mm -hmm. than when they mixed it into YouTube. Yeah, that was that was very jarring and still is because it's still really clunky the way the two of them integrate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, um, so they found ET. <laughs> <laughs> they found all the ETs. I think this. Uh, it was interesting because this has been a big, and I it, it's been a big rumor that Atari buried a ton of ET cartridges out in I think some New Mexico um, landfill. And finally, I, I don't know if it was an Indiegogo or Kickstarter or what, but, um, and I think they're actually, this is becoming a documentary. Yes. Um, that they went out and dug up the landfill and yes, ET has been found mm -hmm. many, many, many cartridges. Uh, the thing that I, I haven't seen is I, I saw a lot of the breaking pictures, which I included the, the, one of the links. Um, I haven't heard how far did they dig down. So while they said they're they're finding a bunch of stuff, uh, I don't know if it's going to be like Pokemon or are they going to try to collect them all out of the dig site. <laughs> um, but I, I I think it's definitely interesting, and it makes me think. You know, twenty, thirty, forty years from now, what are people going to go into a landfill to dig back up? to then in turn talk about i don't think a lot of stuff had the urban legend that this one did though I, and i also want to point out this is apparently a documentary that's going to be shown on xbox i thought so. that was ironic or not ironic but um intriguing yeah mm -hmm. is, it was this was this landfill like legally you know i mean aren't there aren't there like heavy metals and things in cartridges yeah i mean, I mean they're, they're circuit just boards go jumping you can't just go. Well, this would have been what 1983. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if all of those same laws. I don't know. We we all we had the uh, crying Indian commercials way before. Mm -hmm. that, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hopefully at the very least they're going to recycle all these responsibly and properly. <laughs> uh, I know I can't throw an ET cartridge on the curb here in the city of Pittsburgh, for instance, um, but construction junction junction will probably take them. So what? You need to read oh, there's something happening in the chat. From uh, okay, okay, um, but no, I, I and they didn't just find ET cartridges. It was a lot of other equipment and games from the sounds of it too. So I'm in the wrong thing right now. Um, Backhoe is still trying to get to get out of the pit, though. It ju uh, it just keeps falling back down after after almost getting back up. Oh, oh. 
play the game. And to, to, I think something that Cindy was touching on, or I don't know if it was you, about the this is going to be on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. I actually forgot to put it in the uh, the notes, but uh, there's June is going to be the kickoff for all the Xbox content. For all the video oh, content, all the exclusive this, content. Now, is this? Yeah. So Halo being uh, done by Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this. There's this. There's. I think there's twelve shows. Six will. I think half of them will release in June, with the other six up and coming. But it's almost like Microsoft's also supposed to be trying to become their own studio. Which who isn't these days? You know, if they have any kind of platform, they want they want that exclusive content. Now, my question is, and I think I know the answer to this. I, I think I can still watch this on an Xbox 360. That's what I have heard as well. You're correct. Yeah. That would be ridiculous to cut out the millions and millions of people that have had a 360 and are using it for Netflix. You know, mm-hmm. um, it just kind of makes sense, especially as cheap as it is. You know, at least you get a lot of people buying 360s just to watch Halo if they're into it or something. I guess they'd already have a 360. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my logic's not working tonight. I'm sorry. Uh, MacBooks are cheaper. This is very fortunate since I just found out I need a new MacBook. Um, <laughs> so uh, well, I think it's just I, I read today it was just the air. Is it just the airs? I thought it was $100 across the board from what I was hearing. Was it? I, I don't know. You'll have to you'll you'll have to double check on that. I thought it was just the air. They gave the Air a minor spec bump today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they don't. At least, like the Air has a front page icon. Um, they gave them a minor processor spec bump, and then um, they actually knocked a hundred dollars off all of the models of Air. I like, um, and I like this one note about the uh, older ones for six hundred dollars for a limited time. Yeah. So if you if you want the the non the non extra hundred megahertz processor. You're not um, gonna feel hundred megahertz. Yeah. No way. Um, you're, you're. I mean, we're not talking about gigahertz here. We're talking about megahertz. Um, so I think it was like the base was like one point three, and it now goes to one point four. Um, so the older stock there, they they dropped all the way to five ninety nine. Um, same video chipset, same same pretty much everything. I'm um, looking at the. Pros they start at twelve ninety nine mm-hmm. uh, for the thirteen and nineteen ninety nine for the fifteen. Um, so I do not think I actually had to price one of these out yesterday, and it's written the price is written down on my desk at work. But I do not think they're that the the hundred dollars is off. The no, it's not. Because it's still fourteen ninety nine for a thirteen inch two point four gigahertz Retina display okay. with eight gig of RAM. Okay, they just which lower, what I expect to work. Okay, well, it's still it, it it makes it that much closer to being attainable for a lot more people. I mean, a good mm-hmm. Windows tablet or a notebook is is about the same. Uh, so, what'll okay. be interesting? I think you're going to see another Air, another Air real soon mm-hmm. with Retina. Um. Hopefully after right after WWDC. So I think this was they could get some some of the processors at a reduced cost, so it made it easier for them to knock a hundred dollars off the price point. Oh, and by the way, we're going to give you a little more, even knocking that off. I mean, they they 
they didn't they didn't up the rev number of i don't even think they upped the rev number on the device it went from like a slash a to a slash b on the end so they're not really even they, they didn't change base storage they didn't change base memory it's still using core i5s and core i7s i find it interesting that mac and apple won't even sell a core i3 um <laughs> So, I mean, they're going quality, but yeah, I don't even think this is a mate to, to them. I think this is a refresh based on processor of processor availability in the pipeline from from Intel. Hopefully it means maybe a, a little bit of a bump for the uh, MacBook pros as well soon. I'm Yeah, I'm guessing, I'm guessing you're going to, I think they're going to redo the whole, all the lines. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see one air size. And then one, and, and then and then you're going to jump to the pro. So this is interesting. You got an article in here about Freedom Pop. I'm very familiar with Freedom Pop, Chilla. Yeah. So so back to the whole concept of everyone's going to war, or there's a storm of brewing. Um, Freedom Pop released today that if, if if you buy an iPhone from them, and I think it's the four S or the it's either the four and five or the four S. The They're selling refurbished oh, iPhone 5, 5 for uh, 349 Yeah. You can use their network for free. So buy a phone, and then from then on, you get 200 voice minutes a month, 500 text messages, and 500 meg of data. Now, keep in mind, this runs off of Sprint's um, network, so make sure you know what your Sprint service is like in your area. Yeah, my I have a dong I've had a dongle with these guys, and I had a small plan with them, and uh, realized how limited their area was here in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're not in in the city, you're not using it. Uh, so I actually have the free 500 megabyte one, just in case I need a, a dongle for for a laptop. Um, but yeah, uh, Sprint's LTE, 4G, WiMAX, and 3G CDMA networks. Um, that may, since it goes that far, it might, might actually open that up a little bit. For I'm seeing a lot of interesting things coming even out of these or, or people moving to some of these plans. I've, I've had, know a lot of people at work that have gone to what's the Walmart. Walmart has their thing that runs off the AT&T network. Yeah. The, I can't remember what it's called. Krauss would know probably. Um, but the other thing that, that I, that. I just got an update from um, yesterday was AT&T finalizing their purchase of Cricket. Um, it's an interesting play because this is the first one I've seen where a carrier bought the kind of pay-as-you-go vendor, but the pay-as-you-go vendor uses a different cellular technology. So if you're familiar with like Sprint, Sprint and Verizon kind of use that same same frequency and that same CDMA network, and then AT and T and T Mobile use that same GSM network. Um, Cricket was a uh, was running off of the Verizon CDMA network, and AT and T bought them and are moving them to the GSM network. So anybody who's a Cricket customer right now, um, yeah, you're gonna have to buy a new phone. They've done that before. They, I, but singular, I think they did something similar where 
they had to wait till everybody got off that network and they, they started cutting it off. And there's a certain point to say, hey, if your your phone still says singular on it, you should probably get a new phone right about now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it, was actually the voice line was still on the same network. It still ran the same base yeah. GSM signal. It was the data that really mattered on those devices. Hey, just to check in from the chat room, uh, Kraus uh, sent an article over that looks like it confirms that, yeah, all that Xbox stuff will be over on uh, both the 360 and the One. Um, and uh, uh, Wheels confirms that was Straight Talk is the one we were yeah, talking about Walmart from Walmart. Brand. And that's what, and, and I'm curious about that one. What? Oh, that's Straight Talk. I got, <laughs> they're like hand signal. Oh, I know that one. I know that signal. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know somebody that has like a 3GS and they're on, the, but they had to crack it to get on Straight Talk. So it's not. You don't have 3G. to anymore. You don't have to I'm anymore? Not, you, you don't have to anymore. Um, uh, at least I, the people I know that have been going to Straight Talk have been taking their AT&T phones, non-jailbroken, and taking them right in, swapping the SIM. They did something with the Straight Talk SIMs to make it work. You might have to get a new SIM probably in order to yeah. do that. Yeah. So I know he's been having a hell of a lot of problem with that. So awesome. Um, so I think we have a couple more things to hit real quick, and we should probably get out of there. We're kind of hitting the end of our time. First, Dutters, you have some feedback from your uh, experiment here. What? Do we have time? <laughs> uh, yeah, if we got a, we got a couple of minutes. I definitely want to get to this. Yay! Okay, so I'm officially in my second week, well, completing my second week with my iPhone, my friend the iPhone. Um, I wish you could have seen me over here trying i forgot that my tablet is it's a samsung and i have a back button and i'm so used to not having a back button i've gotten i've already readjusted myself I still have problems with yes that. go, go into the android i still have problems with that but um i have a, I have a solid list of pros and cons i've really enjoyed um the weight of this phone the way the battery is distributed across the back as opposed to this the battery here and, and i've not i've actually not dropped it nearly as much as when i had my um android because of the uh, the weight and it's it's a lot more comfortable for me in my hand. Um, I also I love the silent switch, the little flip. The just I just flip it and I'm in vibrate. There's nothing equivalent on Android, I guess not. No, I don't, I don't have a. Well, phone. you have to turn the volume the whole way down, yeah. which kind of can be a pain because when you start and you hit the volume down button, it still makes the beep and then it goes down to the the lower. Like if you just need a quick flip, it's easy. Yeah. Or if you're trying to be quiet, or maybe you forgot to turn your phone down when you're a place it's just it doesn't make a noise at all which is really fantastic um i've gotten a lot of use out of my passbook i have absolutely loved my passbook. i have weirdly just started using it because that one event the tech mm-hmm. cocktail had the event right and i just used my chipotle coupon yesterday and the girl at the register was very psyched she's like that's the first one of those i got to do that's awesome so. um target uh i can send my target cartwheel app to um the, the the little barcode that they scan essentially if you've ever used the target um cartwheel app you can even scan the barcodes on your items and it'll tell you whether or not there's a discount available and they add it to your cartwheel and essentially this brings up a, a barcode that the cashier scans and it takes off the amount of whatever you know five percent off blah blah um but that also goes to your passbook too um pirate game i used my tickets on here in passbook didn't have to buy bring my paper tickets they just scanned nice. them right off my phone which is really nifty so i'm really really loving this passbook um another thing that i was really really excited about is the fact that my google calendar i can put things in here and it appears on my laptop on my google calendar and vice versa which was a major concern for me going into this google seems to be the best place to put all your things because mm-hmm. it does attach pretty nicely across your devices and actually i really like hangouts speaking of hangouts on my iPhone more than my um my droid uh you can add videos 
which is really neat. You can't do that with the Android phone. Really? Um, you can attach a picture. Um, if I'm chatting with somebody. And again, remind us what phone did you just come from? Um, I actually came from the Galaxy Nexus, the first Galaxy. Okay. And um, I've never, this is my first iPhone. I went from the Trio to the BlackBerry Storm to the uh, HTC Aris to, wow. uh, yes. <laughs> I've, Blackberry's. Mm -hmm. blackberry storm yeah if what you want to what did the htc Aris run was that a windows pocket pc phone what was the Aris? it was the original droid it, it, was, it, it was it was it was i think it was their okay. first android it was the first phone. android yeah and um but uh if you want a history of awful phones that verizon has made i can give you a solid <laughs> who's who of awful phones and uh, i owned the q i don't know if you remember the motorola q just google that was, it that was like a modified pocket pc with no touch screen right yes it was the miserable device yeah, yeah it was I, I actually liked that phone they they took windows and tried to make it like blackberry with a jog dial on the side <laughs> and two hot buttons so that i actually really enjoyed that phone uh it was good until it started texting and making phone calls on its own then uh, i was then i had a little bit of a problem with it one of the updates caused it to start doing that and uh, also it was one of those phones that didn't update with daylight savings time which is also a bonus. <laughs> did um, you have Palm Pre? No, I did not. That would have been. I know, like that's that would be like complete the whole collection there. Uh, or but, the what was the Microsoft one that can? They sold that for like two months. No. Man, you're making me feel bad. I thought I had a lot of all the quality crap phones. <laughs> um, but Hangouts, you can. Uh, it's really neat that um, you instead of just attaching a picture, you can attach a short video, which uh, we were. I was checking with the uh, the S. I believe it was the S three. That I was comparing it to uh, could not did not have the function, so mm. the Hangouts did not have it. Um, on the other side with Google Drive, I can look at documents. I can't edit them. It's yeah, the is, the Drive support's rough because I know like the documents for here where we use tables mm -hmm. um, doesn't work. Doesn't work with yeah, editing. It, work. it makes me sad. Yeah, yeah. There's um, and I don't know uh, what was I using. I was using something that was letting me do it, which wasn't too bad. It might have been Docs to Go. Or one of those uh, alternate document editors that works pretty well. Oh, uh, the the lack of swiping to deleting. Like whenever I look at emails, I can archive them in more, but there's no swipe to delete. Like in my go, Google. Go into your mail settings. Ooh, okay. And set the action to be delete instead of archive. Fantastic, thank you. And um, did you know that we swipe one direction here? With our email, and then on Droid, you swipe the other direction. It's, I uh, did not know that. Yeah, it drives me. It's funny because I didn't, I couldn't figure out why I was having such a problem. But instead of swiping, I want to swipe everything right over here. Cause, but you guys are all swiped to the left. It's because it, if your thumbs on that side of the screen, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess yeah. I find I don't know because Android developers are left-handed. <laughs> Uh, and you also have some photos? Yes, I have some photos. So I took my, my new friend, my new BFF, on a tour of the city because, of course, that's what I should do with a new phone. And, um, well, this was the, the Springsteen call. Well, this is, um, I, I went up to Mount Washington. And with all these photos, I didn't do any sort of editing, mess with any of the um, settings. I just pointed and clicked. And this was, a, I took a trip up to Mount Washington, and this is how it turned out. I was so impressed with the shot of the city. Um, I can tell you when I try to take a view of the city from... Uh, Station Square area. There was too much light, mm -hmm. so that's that was a problem. Uh, this was just over. I was just across the the bridge from PNC Park, and I just happened to take a picture up that that direction, and I thought that was really cool. And uh, there's the fountain in Heinz Field. Um, 
I just, I was so impressed with this camera. I couldn't, I can't even tell you that it was, that it didn't require me to do anything. I just snapped. This was a uh, Springsteen. I'm sitting on the side. Um, I'm a fair distance back and it turned out, it turned out this well. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I, like I said, I, I cannot go on enough about this camera and how impressed I am with it and, and not having to do anything with the settings and it's taking the pictures and it looks amazing. The other thing I noticed, um, is if you zoom, you do mm -hmm. the zoom like all the way in, you mm -hmm. will notice a little bit of the artifact, like things will look kind of kludgy a yeah. little bit. So, so if you over zoom, it, 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 it's definitely not the worst handling something like that. It's mm -hmm. not like pixely or anything, mm -hmm. but still it's, it's pretty nice. Yeah. So what were your, what were the cons other than the, the reverse swipe? Um, the keyboard. I had a hard time with the keyboard. And I hate the Android keyboard. <laughs> well, I had a friend who told me what you need to do is stop being so precise. And once I stopped being so precise, it was much easier. I cannot tell you how many times I deleted my M's or would try to hit an M and I would just backspace and how frustrated I was with this phone for mm -hmm. just getting used to a different keyboard. But once I stopped being so precise, it was so much easier for me. Um, another thing with, uh, that I had a problem with was, um, in my Gmail folders, I have my inbox and I also have promotion tabs. Well, whenever I, everything shifted over, everything went into my email. I had 2000 some emails because I just didn't bother with my promotion tab because it was my junk folder and I just never went in there. So that was kind of like, Oh, what is this? I can still tell you I have a ton of emails. And, um, the other thing I kind of dislike is I don't like spin wheels for timers and alarms. I like to just type in, you know, six o'clock, oh, six, oh, oh, I don't want to spin till I hit the mm -hmm. 15, 20, whatever it is. That's, that's one of the other things that I, I dislike. Glass does that a little bit too. Yeah. It's not, it's not a whole <laughs> terrible thing. And, uh, I think that was, yeah, that was, oh, miss, I miss Google now for the sheer fact that I can't just flip it up and I have whatever sports scores. Like I can't see if the pirates are playing. If I just flip it up, I have to actually go into something where I can ask Surrey. But with uh, Google Now, um, we, when you take the little little button, you go, Poop, and then all of that pops up with mm -hmm. um, the directions and whatnot. Do you whatnot. use the Google app? I don't know. Because the, the Google Now is in the Google app. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Like just the general Google search app? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's where I... If I'm going to use it, that's 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 where... Mm -hmm. It, it kind of stinks, but I, I put Google on the front page, and it's it's right there. Because um, you, you have this... Also can't you also put in some things in that pull down tab that comes down with notifications? I don't know what you get to put there. Mm -hmm. I don't think you, you know, get, you don't really get to put anything there, but when you uh, swipe to the, you pull it down and you know, all is probably your default, like with, you know, just all of your notifications. Um, mm -hmm. But if you pull to the left, it gives me, depending on where I'm at, because sometimes it'll tell me it'll take you so much time to get home. For instance, mm -hmm. if you set stuff like that, um, but right now it just says like uh, the temperature cloudy currently, blah blah blah, and hey, your calendar's uh, double booked at 8 p.m. Hmm. Um, so, and that's about it. They, they haven't really allowed you to customize that. I think the next OS will let you do a little bit more there. I think it depends on like I've turned off notifications for most things, but a few of them are there, and the few of them are there are the ones that I can stand. Yeah. But I wondered if you couldn't find an app that had your sports scores mm -hmm. um, and then it would show up. But yeah. I do like, I know what you mean. I mean, in the Google app, when you have that with the little cards that come up, that, that's, mm -hmm. that is I do nice. Like and the thing I miss most of all are my widgets. I miss <laughs> my widgets terribly. Wait, yes. <laughs> Sorry. I miss my calendar widget where I can just, instead of having to hit, I can just flip and be like, Oh, okay. I can get a whole view. I just, I miss my widgets. Widgets are the nicest 
mm -hmm. advantage to Google <laughs> when you're able to customize that like that. Yeah. Sometimes you can get a little widget crazy. I've yeah. noticed. Uh -huh. so. Awesome. Uh, events. Uh, I know, uh, and Chilla, I know you got WWC, Google I.O., what we're expecting, of course. And then you, I think you have in here TEDx Youth. Yeah, That's I've heard about this at uh, TEDx Grandview. Have uh, one of the interns for that TEDx actually is going to is is starting the TEDx Youth Hot Metal Bridge. It's going to be in September, uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, if you want to hear uh, uh, see our thoughts, uh, Missy wrote up, and I added a little bit of commentary uh, to since both of us watched. I was there, and Missy was at home watching her PJs. On the live stream, and we both got to go to the after party at the aviary, so that was a lot of fun. Um, so uh, that's over at SorgatronMedia.com if you want to find out our thoughts and on, on some of those. Uh, last I knew, the live stream it was still posted on the front page of their site, and you could go back through and actually rewatch the entire thing. Eventually, that should be out there um, in individual videos as well. Um, I think there's a few talks here that are going to be very, very well liked in the TEDx community. Um, but again, you can go check out that article for that. Also, Assemble, because we got to talk with Nina, who did a talk. Uh, who we also talked to uh, talked with on uh, the old Unsung series that we used to do around here. Um, they're actually doing a fundraiser at May seventeenth on May seventeenth. Um, that's Assemble out in Garfield. Go uh, check out. Uh, just look Assemble Pittsburgh. You'll find it. I think it's Assemble PGH is their Twitter mm -hmm. off the top of my head. So, uh, daughters, you've done some projects out there. Mm -hmm. they're, they're really great. They're they're very interested in um, 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 teaching STEAM, which is like STEM but with arts. Uh, you know, uh, uh, science, engineering, technology, math. Yeah. Is that all of them? Mm -hmm. and arts. 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 Um, so go check that out. And also, Chachi Plays is coming on. You heard or saw the video if you're uh, downloading this later. Uh, go check it out, chachiplays.com. Please donate. And uh, next weekend, the 9th and the 10th, off the top of my head, uh, we'll be down at Tunesium streaming on this network and uh, and uh, having some crazy, crazy stuff go down. There's going to be a golf tournament at about 4 in the morning with Wii Golf. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. I think we're doing a full 18 holes, if I'm not right. <laughs> He's yelling at me in the chat room. Uh, hi, Josh. We'll get to start your show soon. Um, so that. Anything else? Anything else I'm missing coming up? Just no? an FYI, the marathon's on Sunday. Marathon's on Sunday, so everybody stay home. You're not getting through the city. <laughs> Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Um, unless you're in the marathon. Unless you're in the marathon, then good luck. Good luck. Um, Sorry. What? I'm on a relay team. You're on a relay team. Uh -huh. That's why I get all these I nice shirts. I didn't see that. I got a camera in the way. I didn't even notice the t-shirt. Woo! Get fancy long sleeve shirts. <laughs> That's why I run free clothes. Why should I pay to run? But I tell myself it's free clothes. But yeah, we're in a marathon relay team with awesome. Mr. Um, with Miss Adrian McCullough and uh, Mr. Josh Sager is making yes. appearance on our, our running team. Yes, I think I think he's made an appearance on this show. Mm -hmm. Must be. Mm -hmm. yeah. Usually the drinking shows. Hmm. Huh. Bring them back. Uh, <laughs> at Kate Dutter is on the Twitter. And ask her how she's liking her iPhone. Uh -huh. Chilla is at Chilla on the Twitters. That's me. And Cynthia Klosky is at Cynthia Klosky on the Twitters. BigBigDesign.com. MyBrillantMistakes.com. Got yep. all those right? Awesome. <laughs> 
Uh, and again, uh, thanks for having me. You can check us out here Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time at live.sorgatronmedia.com. Tweet us uh, at AwesomeCast. Facebook us. Google Plus us. Email us, awesomecast at sorgatronmedia.com. Look us up on iTunes, Roku, Blip TV, YouTube, Spreaker, and Stitcher. Comment, star, all that kind of stuff. And uh, until next time, hey, thanks to our awesome chat room help, uh, helping us out all night and telling us telling us all the things we're missing. Uh, you've been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. We're getting awesome. We're getting awesome.